1: Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. This month, I've got a very special guest who who is currently working on the Power of the Dark Crystal, the comic book series, uh, co-writing it with Simon Sperrier. So to just put introductions in order, uh, I'm Philip Mitchell and I'm the, the host of Trial by Stone. And this guest, uh, he, is a, he is a musician and writer living in the DC Baltimore region. He is a creator of the comic series, Last Sons of America, Warlords of Appalachia, Smoketown, and the webcomic, The Lost Boys of the U-Boat Bremen. He currently writes The Power of the Dark Crystal for Boom Studios. I'll be chatting to Philip Kennedy Johnson. So, Phil, just want to say thank you for being on the show.
0: Thank you, Philip. It's great to be on here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No worries. And so we'll definitely chat about uh, your work on the power of the Dark Crystal later in the show. But I, I would like to ask, uh, like, how did you discover the Dark
0: Crystal? Oh, man, I, I've i been a Jim Henson fan since before I can remember, you know? I mean, when I was a little kid, I just was so into the Muppets and the Dark Crystal and other things that he'd made. I, I was just, I've been a huge fan since, like, my whole life, really. Um. I don't remember how old I was the first time I saw it. I just remember how special it was, how different it was from other things. I mean, it—you know—it was. You could, I mean, you could tell, you could see the the shared ancestry with things like Muppets and all that. But it was just—it was so dark and taken so seriously, and just such a unique vision. I mean, now I know it's—it was um, the visuals designed by Brian Froud that that made it look so much like what I now think of as Henson. Um, but God, just had just such a clear vision of what that world, the world of Thra was. And even then it made a huge impact on me and I've never really forgotten it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, like just, just with the making of, uh, the dark crystal and, uh, I mean, I've been sort of been reading that, um, the ultimate visual history book and which contains just hundreds of, um, sketches of, of Froud's, um, work on the dark crystal. So it seemed like, yeah, he really, um, uh, you know, yeah, really built, you know, built the world from, you know, just based on his sketches and and went on to, from there to, you know, bring them to life, um, which is just, yeah, just amazing.
0: Yeah, going through Froud's sketchbook, you could, I mean, you just, you keep stumbling on all these amazing things that even if they didn't make it into the movie, or if they didn't make it into Labyrinth, they would still look right at home there, you know? Like, we're when, we were looking for a monster for one of the issues recently, and... I was going through, actually, that that same book, I think, and I found one that that looked just perfect. So we, I spoke to the artists about it and yeah, I'm like, let's let's find a way to use this thing in the story because it it just belongs there, you know.
1: Uh, which monster was it in particular? Was it like the um, the big uh, the dragon or the um, uh, the
0: blight um, monster? It was. I don't remember what issue it was in, but. I Seven maybe. There was um maybe six. The um Therma was going through an area that was completely overrun with the blight, and then there was this really big monster in there that it wasn't it wasn't made of the blight. The blight had kind of co opted it sort of. Like it, it had kind of made it this other thing. So I just Ah, uh, yes, yep. Gotcha, yep. We just imagined that that, that the creature from the sketchbook had been you know, poisoned and changed by the blight and what it might look like. And, uh, then we ended up with this gigantic thing. It was the big, in that issue, it was the big, the big blight monster that Therma ended up taking on.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely remember. Yeah. With with that issue. And, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's really cool that, yeah. Still being able to look back on, um, past, um, Brian Frad's work, uh, to incorporate into, um, uh, yeah, into the comic book of uh, the power of the dark crystal, and um, I, I mean, like you know, in the film, do, do you have sort of like a favorite scene or character or um, from from the film?
0: You know, I've always been really curious about the emperor, and I'm it's it's made me really excited to see Age of Resistance, the new Netflix show, because I I've always been curious about what that guy would have looked like in his heyday, because you see yeah. him and he's all he's all ruined and. I mean, he was the, he's supposedly this, he was the one that ruled them and like creatures mm. like the Skeksis. Yeah. You, ex- you expect them to be like the respect strength before uh, above everything else, you know? Yeah. Cause
1: I mean, he, yeah, he was a character that, yeah, he didn't, yeah. I mean, of course he, he, di- he was the first one to die, <laughs> um, in the Dark Crystal film. So, um, yeah, you know, we sort of got a little bit of glimpses of him through other mediums, like with the creation myths. But yeah, still, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see, um, uh, yeah, what what he's going to be like, um, once we get to see the Age of Resistance, um, uh, which I think is kind of cool about um uh, with the show is um you know going back to the world before the Dark Crystal, and um yeah seeing all the Skeksis and the Mystics and all these you know um uh, characters back, um so no which is very exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it'd be hard to say he's my favorite character because he's, he's barely in it. But mm-hmm. he's the one – he's a character that piques my interest, I guess. It piques my curiosity. Um, I, I hope to see more of him in the show. As far as favorite characters, um, I mean, visually, I love the land striders. I think they look really amazing. Yeah. And we've played with that design a little bit in the comics as well. We had, like, flying variations of them. Ah, oh, cool, um, yeah. And they're used pretty pretty widely by the by the, the Gulfling in that in that series. Um Gelfling plural by like yeah. all the, the the and all that.
1: Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: And as far as there's so much depth to Agra and it was it's really fun to see Agra's um history in the creation myths and see where she comes from and the thing with her son and all that. So it was was always really fun to you know, to flesh out that character mm-hmm. more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and I guess like, I mean, how did you get involved, you know, in the world of comics, um, you know, as a writer and, um, and all that as a creator,
0: I actually had a brother, have a brother who's an illustrator and when he was, he was graduating from high school and he, he didn't really have a portfolio of sequential pages, uh, sequentials, uh, for any non, non-comic industry listeners, sequentials, refer to a series of, of images that tell a story together. Like so you're not instead of just one picture of Wolverine looking tough, you have a, a page filled with different panels that together show a sequence of events that tell a story. And but he wanted to be a comic artist and I, I just felt like I should kind of educate myself on how comics were made. I wanted to give him a, a script. I mean I always enjoyed writing, but I hadn't done it much at, at that point in a long time. I had, uh, as a, at the time I was training to be a musician I was in, in college um, you know going to going to music school but I, um, I started educating myself in how a script was written so that I could give him something to illustrate and we could kind of teach ourselves how to do a comic art you know by ourselves yeah yeah so that's what we did we, um, we had a younger sister who was just graduating from high school. Uh, my brother Bill had just graduated my sister Carrie was about to graduate. And um so we we put together a little story uh, with her as the main character with her as the, like the superhero sort of and Bill illustrated the pages and that was really fun and that it became a thing we uh, we did another story later on like a short story called the well it's kind of a poem really that that bill illustrated and that was really fun. Um, and I just really had a good time with it and we started looking for other stuff I eventually started working look, uh, looking for other artists to work with at conventions and things. And, um, yeah, I just, I mean, one thing sort of led to another and I, I just really enjoyed it. And it eventually led to me meeting Matthew Dow Smith. You mentioned in your intro or, um, or maybe, or I guess, sorry, that was to me earlier. You, Matthew Dow Smith, the guy who uh, wrote part of creation myths is also a very talented artist. And, um, I had met him through a mutual friend, and we just decided to do a book together, and that became Last Sons of America, and that's that's how I got in with Boom Studios.
1: Oh, the, wow! The, I mean, that, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, to hear sort of the connection, yeah, with uh, Matthew Dow Smith, um, and just yeah, how how it all happened for you. Um, so no, which is which is very awesome. And so um, and so, of course, you got involved with with Boom Studios. Um, I mean, you have also been, you know, writing the, um, the adventure time comics, which adventure time is probably one of my, uh, favorite <laughs> animated shows. Um, so it's cool to see it in, you know, in comic book, um, the format, but yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, you have also been working on the, the power of the dark crystal, uh, which is a, um, for listeners out there, so, you know, it's a 12 part, um, comic book series and, um, and which was sort of, you know, based on what was going to be, you know, a sequel, uh, film to the dark crystal. So, I mean, h- how did that all happen? Like how, how did you um, get on board, uh, with sort of, you know, adapting this sort of, uh, I guess a canceled film, uh, with the power of the dark crystal.
0: Oh man, that was just a dream come true. I, um, well, one of see my assistant editor on last sons of America was Cameron Shittick. Cameron is a fellow traveler. He's, he also loves Jim Henson. And, um, and Jim Henson's a huge hero of mine, and so when he and I met at a convention, we started talking about, you know, about the book, about other books we'd like to do, and about what else we wanted to do down the road. And um, I, when I found out that he was uh, that he is pretty actively involved with all the Jim Henson license stuff, because Boom Studios, the well, technically the imprint, the Archaea imprint of Boom Studios, um, has all the the Jim Henson license stuff so
1: yes yeah yeah they've got like the storyteller and the labyrinth and um exactly uh, yeah all all those sort of um yeah properties uh with jim henson's um work yeah
0: yeah that's all okay now and and cameron does those so when i found that out i was like man i'll do anything to get on one of those books like i you give me a chance to write jim henson i will crush it i promise you (laughs) Uh, I yeah I'll, i'll you know ask me any question about anything he's ever yeah um so it it worked out great now that was that was then that was a couple years ago so we didn't actually nothing came along yet i i went on to do warlords of appalachia also with boom and um with cameron on you know as as one of the editors and um as time went on i um I, i was still asking him for opportunities to, to pitch henson stuff to him i was like well we're you know we've already got everything lined up so far but eventually there was an opportunity when um cy spurrier started writing like he he wrote the um the first four issues of power of the dark crystal alone yes yeah they wanted to they were looking at bringing on a co-writer okay and yeah. uh, when that was happening they they gave me a look and cameron was like you know philip really is into henson and <clears throat> it just worked out so that he and Sierra Hahn, uh, the senior editor, uh, asked me if I wanted to be involved. And I think I sent them like a, a meme of a guy crying or something like, yeah. yes. <laughs> wow! I, I was just so stoked. So it's it's been incredibly fun.
1: That's awesome. And I guess, yeah, like, I mean, you mentioned that you sort of um, got on board from, from issue five onwards, uh, co-writing it with Simon. Um, So was that a bit of a challenge to, you know, to stepping into a project, you know, that's sort of like halfway, almost halfway um, through the comic book series or was it just, um, you know, an easy transition to, you know, to, to, to join in with um, writing, uh, with co-writing the power of the dark crystal.
0: Honestly, it's been pretty easy. I mean, Sai, like the way we're co writing is that Sai mostly writes the outline because he, you know, had the whole thing planned out before he started. Yeah. Script. So I'm going off of his outlines and then I script it for the most part. And then he and I collaborate a little bit on it. Like we both kind of get our, our turn to look at it, to look at the, uh, the finished script and look at the, the pencils and everything. And the, the editors have been great. So it's really, they've made it as easy as it can be. I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, experience co writing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, um, but we're not it's not the kind of co-writing where we're calling back and forth constantly. It's pretty much like I did the early legwork and then I script it and then we kind of, you know, bat some things by the editors at the end.
1: Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, what's it been like to sort of, you know, adapt uh, what based on these scripts like into the comic book format? I know these um, scripts or the screenplays were based uh, by um, Craig Pierce and um, Annette Duffy and David O'Dell so I know you sort of been basing it just on the scripts and, and what's it like to sort of, um, you know, going from uh, adapting it based on the scripts uh, to to the comic book format? Um, like, was there things that you sort of have to, uh, like, you know, make sort of like adjustments to make it fit into the into the comic book, book medium for The Power of the Dark Crystal?
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, the biggest... You mean transitioning from the screenplay into the, the scripts? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, one of the biggest differences is um, the rhythm of the story, I guess, because there has to be, like, typically comics are 20 to 22 pages long. Boom Studios are usually 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has to be some kind, yeah, that's where the end, like if it were TV, there would have to be some kind of a, an ending or cliffhanger every half hour or hour or whatever the format is.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, with comics, it's every 22 pages. Yes, yes. Yeah. And even within that 22, there has to be some kind of um, like a little cliffhanger every two pages, you know, leading into every even number just to kind of compel you forward to keep you turning those pages to, you know, keep driving the reader forward to the next page turn and the next page turn. So when you're when you're writing a comic script, you want to lead there's there has to be something on every even page that the reader needs to see or wants to find out. Um, so that rhythm of comic writing is what differentiates it, I think, from a you know, from a visual or from a you know, a TV or film media. Yeah. But beyond that, it was also a question of length. Like it was the original screenplay, but as soon as I got the I read the screenplay. It was such a such a thrill to get a chance to read that thing and see the original concept art. And man, it was just amazing to see this. There's all this this work that I'd never like either by Froud or based on Froud's work that I'd never seen before. Yeah, and it was just so so cool. Um, but reading the screenplay, um, it was a pretty it was a pretty simple story. It's I mean, as the original film was too, you know, like it was it's pretty pretty straightforward hero's journey type story. Yeah, yeah. And I mean the the original film was made so special, I think, by the distinctiveness of the the visual world. You know, like just how, how amazing everything looks. And just how you know, the thoroughness of the backs of the, the world building. Uh, more so than the actual plot of the, the film, you know? Um, and, uh, the sequel power of dark crystal was similar in that regard. And I feel like when we made it into a 12 issue, well, Cy really, mm. when Simon uh, made it into, a, a 12 issue comic series, he had the opportunity to flesh it out much more. Um, we didn't have to limit it to 95 minutes or whatever they were limited to in the film. Yeah we could flesh it out a little more and without letting it get bloated i mean we wanted to keep it concise and everything
1: yeah of course but yeah. he,
0: but he um he fleshed it out very nicely so there were additional details in the outline for the for the comic series that we didn't get to see that we would not have gotten to see from the film
1: cuz i guess we've like um you know i know sometimes with uh, from film to comic book the straighter adaptation um from the big screen to comic book sometimes the comic books versions are sort of they do feel a little bit uh rush at times um and so i mean i guess that's the thing with i guess which is great to hear about with the power of the dark crystal that um that you're also able to sort of have that opportunity to expand on on certain things uh that you know may not get to do, you know, in the film, uh, because I guess, you know, with films, you know, you only got so much time, you know, the 90, 95 minutes, whereas with the comics, um, I mean, I guess probably the big thing as well is, you know, being a 12 part, uh, series, um, that you're able to sort of, yeah, you know, expand on things, you know, uh, when it's, yeah, when it's necessary, that sort of thing. So no, which is, which is very awesome to hear.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, this is. I mean, it would have been great to see the original film, but honestly, mm. this is this it's turning into a better story than it would have been. I think, uh, as a, as a film, like I really am happy with how the comics turning out, and I can't wait for people to see the rest of the story. I mean, if for anyone who, uh, for your listeners who have not read the series, it takes place a hundred years after the events of the film, and um, you get to see this whole other world, this whole other world within the world of Thra that you don't touch on at all in the original film. Um, so it's suddenly the world has gotten so much bigger and it's just really exciting to be a part of.
1: Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it was very interesting. Yeah. With the addition of, um, uh, the, the filings, uh, with Therma, um, into, uh, into the power of the dark crystal. And, um, and I guess, you know, the story that her world is sort of, um, being destroyed and that the way it could be resolved, is for her to steal the piece of, or a slivered, uh, piece of the, of the crystal shard, um, to heal her world. But doing so brings, you know, um, uh, consequences, I guess, to, to itself. Uh, I mean, so far we're up to, uh, uh I mean, as of re- recording, we're up to, yeah, I mean, issue, um, issue six of, of the power of the dark crystal. And so, um, I mean, it's sort of, um, you know, still got a while to go. I think, I think till early next year for the whole story um, to be wrapped up. So, um, which which is very exciting. And I guess, like, I mean, I mean, you know, we've uh, co-writing the comics with um with Sai and and also and you know the, the writing sort of process. Um, so, do you, of course, I, I mean, I would do. Do you also get feedback like from the Jim Henson Company, like now and then, you know, with their notes, or or has it sort of been that? you and Simon being able to, you know, have sort of free reign for the most part with, um, writing the power of the dark crystal.
0: No, we, there's a, there's interaction with, with Henson the whole way through. Like they're very involved with it and they, they take great interest in, in the, the stories that unfolds. I mean, they're, they already, they're aware of the outline and where it all goes. But, uh, after I came on board, like I've, you know, added my own two cents as we've gone on. And, um, I, change little subtle things here and there and when those things happen or even when i'm even when it's not happening like the henson gets a gets a look at everything that we're doing just to make sure that it that we're that we're all in the same wavelength things that are happening because we don't want to accidentally contradict something that'll be on you know revealed in age of resistance or one of the other ya books or all that stuff they're the ones who kind of keep everything keep it keep the can who they preserve the canon you know
1: yes yeah um yeah because i mean i guess like with the canon like that was sort of uh it got a bit more established i think when um the uh the manga series uh the gartham wars and and probably more so with creation myths um when that sort of happened um and i think like even the scripts for uh power the dark crystal was written before um those those uh mediums so um I guess yeah i'd be very interested to see like what you know the changes that had to be made you know with the comic book series to to fit um with the canon um you know as it stands yeah
0: yeah i can't i wish i could tell you more there's there's one specific question that i really wanted to try to answer in the comic mm-hmm. and uh, when we talked to henson about it they were like nope that is not allowed like there's a it's a question that they wanted to answer themselves in another way, like way down yeah. the line.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a possibility that this this could still become a movie down the line too. Like the Power of Dark Crystal was initially supposed to be a film sequel, and it may it may yet be that you know. So, yeah, you know, especially now that Netflix. I mean, just depending on how the Netflix thing goes, how much attention it gets, whether they continue to tell more stories in Netflix, or if they go back to film again. I'm very curious to see, you know, where the stories continue to be told. Hopefully more comics too, because it's, I think it works very well for comics.
1: Yeah, I mean this is something, yeah, like I've been enjoying like reading the comics, like with the Dark Crystal. And um, yeah, I mean I, I think like I think like I mean I love like reading the books and whatnot, but I always feel like that the Dark Crystal works really well, um, in that sort of visual medium uh storytelling. And so having the, the comics is a sort of an addition part um you know as part of the storytelling for the dark crystal is just um fantastic so um yeah it's been it's been really great and um yeah I'd certainly be looking forward to uh to seeing what boom studios uh slash arkea uh will be doing next uh with the future of the dark crystal um as comics yeah
0: yeah i'm sure there will be more there's um i mean for them to have the license they there's a there's an obligation to tell a certain number of hints and stories over the next however many years and all that. So they're going to, it's not something they're going to forget about anytime soon. There'll be, there'll be more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess, you know, um, I mean, what has been, what has been the responses like so far for you, like with the power of the dark crystal comic book series, like from fans and comic book readers around the world. So what, you know, how, you know, have you heard much from them about, With the power of the Dark Crystal?
0: Honestly, so far, it's been, I mean, universally positive. I really haven't had a whole lot of complaining, which has been nice. I didn't know what to expect because, I mean, it's not like when you're writing a, you know, a superhero book or something, if you do anything that's even remotely out of the box, you can expect to get, you know, threats. Like, there there are people that that really get upset. And um, I. You know, as a huge fan of Henson myself, I did not know if this was going to be the same kind of thing <laughs> where people take stuff very personally and, you know, send you emails like, you ruined my childhood and I'll kill you. <laughs> but, um, so far there's been none of that. I mean, it's, I mean, part of that is I think they're just so, you know, there's just so much joy in having more of this story to read. Um, Part of it, I think, is a testament to what a great job Cy si did with the, the outlines and, you know, keeping it on the straight and narrow. But, you know, working with the Henson Company people and our own editors, like everyone is on the same page. Everyone wants to tell the same work and or tell the same story and do the same great work and pay tribute to, you know, Jim Henson, who we all admire. Um, I think the, the vision is such it's been such a common, united vision on the story, that I think. You know, there's no bigger fan of the work than the than all of us that are making this thing. So it's, um, yeah, I'm very gratified to see the reaction so far has been very positive.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I think like the power of the dark crystal. I mean, it's been a great addition. Um, you know, to you know, to the dark crystal. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was unfortunate. You know, in the early days when uh, the film, you know, got sort of got cancelled in the end, and and it was great to uh back uh i think late last year when they announced uh that it was going to be adapted into uh into a comic book series um which had fans really excited about um that you know that we still that we're getting more dark crystal stories um and of course that sort of exploded even more with um with the news about the Netflix series um back in may with um with Age of Resistance so which is which is very very great stuff yeah yeah
0: totally Man, i <laughs> There's that Skeksis in the in the little behind-the-scenes promo thing that they've been showing. Yeah, it has like kind of looks like an electronic eye or something.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't know if that was if they were showing us like an unfinished model or if that actually is how the dude's gonna look in the show or what. But it got me really stoked. (laughs) I was I'm incredibly excited to see more of those Skeksis. I I don't know. I just I'm really. I am so unbelievably excited to see that show.
1: Yeah, me, me too. It's 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 going to be really something um, special, you know, bringing back, uh, yeah, with all the Mystics and the Skeksis and, you know, and with, you know with the Gelflings, it's like, you know, I sort of want to know who these main characters are and that they haven't, you know, revealed yet. And, um, and you know, I'm probably seeing some Podlings in the mix, so... Um, oh, yeah, yes. it's, it's, it's very exciting. And, um, I mean, it, you know, it's something that of course, trial by stone will be, he will be covering a lot of, um, updates and news, you know, with, um, and even discussions of the, uh, power of the dark crystal. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just such a great time to be a fan of the dark crystal.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, it makes me wonder like the, the title and the knowledge that it, it takes place earlier, um, I wonder. I mean, I have to believe it's going to tie in somewhat to the the young adult novels. Um, that would be really exciting because, I mean, that um, the author of that series added all these. There's all these tribes of Gelfling back then. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, I'll be curious to see, like, if if they incorporate those in the show, that would be really cool.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean at the time like the Gelflings are so they're still um, you know, still alive and well and yeah, there's like seven tribes of them um in the world of Thra and um yeah, and I and I and I believe I think from my understanding that um that the Age of Resistance takes place after his uh, book series. So, yeah, I I certainly hope to see if there'll be any sort of crossover um with the show where you know, we'll get to see some of the characters um that he created from the books come, come to life in, you know, in a visual medium in that television. Um, uh, oh, well, I mean, not really television because it's Netflix, but you know, that, that sort of, um, visual medium, uh, to say the least. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I met some of the people in the, at, I was at San Diego comic con this, this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were a couple of, uh, people who were working on like building the model, like making the Skeksis models for that show. And they came by the booth and we talked for a while. It was all, it was really exciting. I mean, they're all fans too. They've been working directly with, um, Brian Froud's son, I guess.
1: Yeah. Toby Froud. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Apparently he's very involved in the, in the show as well. And that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. No, it's great to sort of see, um, yeah, the Frouds are still involved, um, with, you know, with the properties of the Dark Crystal and, and sort of. Brian and Wendy sort of almost in a way, you know, passing the torch uh, to, to their son, Toby, um, to continue, to continue on with, with the legacy, um, of the dark crystal. So, uh, yeah, which is, which is, um, fantastic. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, um, you know, I guess as fans just waiting for more updates of, of the dark crystal age of resistance. Um, uh, yeah, which, which is fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. We're still We had a, it was a really fun conversation. Just um, like a, a mutual friend's like, yeah, there's some some guys here that are working on the show. We got to bring them by and talk to them. We all just, we just sat around the booth and just geeked out about Dark Crystal for like half an hour.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and actually do you have like sort of a favorite scene, um, you know, from the film that sort of comes to your mind or?
0: Um, I really like the intro. I, I love the, the music of it, the, uh, the way it's, the way it's shot, like the way the logo comes up next to the crystal itself, and all that, like the um, the voiceover and the music, the way it all comes together, it's just such an epic introduction to that world. I don't usually like spoken exposition where it's like, "Here's mm. the situation, here's where we are," and like the explanation. Like to do it, like uh, the beginning of Dark City, they do the same thing, and I hate it in that because you don't need it. Like you can. You can watch. It's better if you watch the intro of Dark City without that little explanation. Yeah. But in Dark Crystal, you do sort of need it, and it just sounds so cool. It looks so cool. Yeah. I just love I love that intro. And then um, let's see, what's another scene? It's um, it's cool to see uh, Jen and Kira meet for the first time. Yeah. Like when they both realize they're not alone. That's that's pretty cool. Um, seeing the the um uh Agra's observatory.
1: Yeah, which is uh, just amazing, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's that's incredible. Seeing the Gelflings bust out for the first or sorry, the um um the Gartham bust out for the first time, the the big the trial by stone yeah. thing. I oh, there's so many that they just keep popping into my head.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, which is awesome and um yeah, I mean yeah, that,
0: introdu- cap- that introduction just captures me so completely. Even now, ha- I mean, knowing the whole movie so well, knowing everything that happens, it just it sets the stage so well. It just captures me from the beginning. I, I can't not watch the next scene after watching that intro. You know?
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, because that was sort of the interesting with um, with the making of the Dark Crystal was, I believe, sort of the original sort of the first sort of um, cut of the film didn't have any narration at all. And, um, and of course, I mean, you had the Skeksis that were, they were talking their own language. And I know when they had the the preview screening for it in, in, in Washington, um, area, um, that a lot of people sort of struggled to understand what was going on. And so it was sort of afterwards that they sort of added, um, not only the Skeksis talking English, but also, um, uh, adding sort of that, uh, narration at the start, um, of the film, um, as far as I'm aware. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like I like I love that um, the the you know the exposition, the uh, the narration at the start of the film. Um, it, it's something that you know it's one of those films that you sort of had to need that to sort of explain um, this fantasy world that we're seeing for the first time.
0: Yeah, I yeah I, I don't always like it, but it's in the dark crystal. There's this religious kind of undertone of the whole thing like mm-hmm. i mean the the, the the crystal is literally god on that world yeah basically essentially i mean life flows from it and when it was broken the whole world went dark like everything just slowly got poisoned and um i don't know like the, that religious undertone sort of like it feels like they're reading the old testament to you sort of of this world
1: yes yeah
0: it's almost like a chant like it doesn't it doesn't uh doesn't bother. it feels appropriate especially with the, the music and the sound and everything looks so dark and it all just ties together perfectly so it, that's a really great use of, of narration i thought
1: yeah yeah absolutely and, and so i guess you know going back with the um the power of the dark crystal um so i mean what, what what's been so sort of your favorite moment like from from the power of the dark crystal so far um whether it's you know within the story or whether you know Stories about, you know, we've, we've writing, um, we've co-writing The Power of the Dark Crystal. Um, Let's
0: see. Honestly, I think the, the scene, there's a scene, I think, in an issue that was written before I came aboard that I thought was really well done, um, where, um, let's see, Therma and Kensho meet up underneath the the, the the castle, like they're all they're getting away basically with the like they meet up and then um, Kensho doesn't know what's happening. He does, he wasn't there when the crystal was broken. No. So he just he doesn't understand what's happening exactly. he sees Therma and um, she's like, Come on, we gotta get out of here. And she shows him or he's like, what's that? Yeah, it looks like dot 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 yeah. And and then you hear, and then you hear the Chamberlain's voice or you read it like where he comes and he's like, you know, friend, I'm your friend, please, please. Um, so you're seeing, like he sees the crystal almost the same time that he sees a Skeksis for the first time in his life. Um, and it's just a really powerful moment. It's really cool to see him just like flipping out. Like, what have you done? Like this person that he trusted and he was, he was going to help, and he realizes what she's done. Like she's broken this godlike crystal, and now the these demons that he's heard stories about his whole life are back. Mm. And it's her, but he's going to help her. This is a very powerful moment.
1: Yeah, um, a, yeah.
0: Um, then there's another scene that that I had a hand in writing, um, where later on Kensho is, I think it's number five, where he has. He's been chased off the edge of a cliff basically by the soldiers and he, they don't know where he is. Um, they're kind of searching around for him. And he's hanging from the, from this, like a sheer face almost. Mm. And, um, later on they see him and Kensho and Jen, who is now Jen is now the leader of the, the Gulfling and all that. And so Jen and Kensho are having this conversation like you know, what have you done? Everyone, everyone except Jen is judging him and calling him a, you know, traitor and a, um, you know, infidel or whatever.
1: Yes, yeah, of course, yeah.
0: Um, and he says, you um, he basically lashes out at Jen, like the, the elder of the entire Gelfling race. You know, you're, you're the mighty Jen. You know, you're the, you're supposed to be this brave, wise, perfect leader. And you're going to let her whole world die. And, you know, how can you do that? And he basically, you know, admits to Jen, like, you're not what I thought you were. Mm. And, and then right after that, there's this big confrontation where he, he basically, you know, throws himself down. Like they, you know, he's got the crystal with him and they don't know it, but then they see it and he has to jump to grab it and he's falling to his death and he's, you know, saved by this mystical creature that the mystics themselves have kind of chanted into existence. And this, this, this thing from their world, you know, the world where the Urskacs came from and it reaches in and like, like literally the hand of God like down and (laughs) say, um, yeah, I love,
1: yeah, I love that. Um, that, uh, yeah, with the artwork of, of that dragon, um, well this mystical sort of, yeah, flying creature, um, yeah, just sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, thanks to, yeah, the mystics chanting. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which it just, was really cool. It yeah. A
0: great moment. Like it was this, this emotional moment because Kensho, who had always kind of trusted, trusted the elders and trusted the, uh, the crystalline eminence, the, you know, the bad guy mm-hmm, and yeah. uh, trust, trusted his elders to do the right thing. Finally admits out loud, you don't know what you're doing and you're not what I thought you were and you're I thought you were good but you're not and mm. you know I can't anyone and it's a big emotional moment for him and also a very consequential moment for everyone because the crystal is like just literally sitting there on like a bush you know like it's about to, about to fall the whole world is riding on this thing and yeah then the, and then to see this new creature for the first time as it swoops down to to get him oh, as just this really very a very dark crystal moment it was, it was really fun to write
1: yeah, it is a great moment. And yeah, especially like, you know, when uh, Ken Show sort of states about, you know, that, you know, he's riding on these, you know, on these, on the Gartham that once wiped out all the Gelflings. Um Yeah, so. Right.
0: Trying to, trying and to explain the trust, to him, yeah. you've, lost, you've lost your way.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And and Jen knows it, you know, he's, he just doesn't know what else to do. Like the whole time, like he's pretty much the whole time he's on this journey, he mm-hmm. knows he knows he's not right, but he doesn't know what else to do. And that's also kind of powerful. It's, it's, it's interesting to see Jen in such doubt where in the, the movie he, you know, there's no, I don't know. There's not the same, he's not in the same uh, ethical gray that he's in hmm. now. Uh, Cause he's like, he's, his world is dying. <clears throat> his world is dying anyway, but he's trying to prevent it from dying by getting the crystal back. But if he, you know, he knows if he succeeds, this other world will die too. And, yeah. Um. He, he doesn't really. He knows he's not right, but he's not. But he d- doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. And that's yeah. Uh, that's interesting territory to be into.
1: Yeah. And um. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Like, I love. Like, I mean, that little um, in you know, confrontation between Therma and and Skeksil, uh, the chamberlain, um, as she tries to, you know get, you know, get across and, um, and yeah, comes across this, you know, that, that blight, uh, creature or a creature that's been, you know, I guess consumed by the blight and, you know, using her fire to to sort of get past the path and, um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, sort of feeling bad about, um, about what she's doing, but I mean, Yeah, yeah,
0: feeling bad not just for killing the thing but also for i mean she knows she only has so much fire right like she's this mm. she is she is this fire she is herself fire that's slowly burning down yeah and she knows she can't waste it but uh, and the, the chamberlain is trying to constantly push her to use more and more of this until eventually she'll be too weak to resist him yeah and um, you know she's in a situation where she's got no choice but to burn this thing and yeah, writing that writing that scene, we uh, we went around and around about that scene a little bit, making sure we got it right because uh, we didn't want to make it look like she's, you know, evil. <laughs> but
1: yeah, of we course, uh, yeah.
0: Um, we had to, I don't know, like just to make sure everyone was speaking the way that character would speak and doing what that character would do, and um, you know, trying to constantly be very true to every character, and and sometimes it's a tricky thing because uh, often they have. More complicated emotions or motives, like, uh, you know, Therma is constantly trying to balance her love for Kensho with her need to save her world, and sometimes it gets gets complicated,
1: yeah. And, um, I love seeing, yeah, like with um, Skeksil, you know, he's sort of a little bit in flames as well, uh, <laughs> we, you know, with the bit of the fire, um, but is able to sort of you know to withstand it. Because I know, of course, like in the film, you know, with Skektek, I mean, I mean, he kind of died by, you know, falling into a, a lava pit of fire. Um, so, uh, yeah, which is kind of cool. Whether that was sort of, you yeah, um, oh, know, an ability really- to, an, an ability that, yeah, you can sort of withstand the fire a bit more. Or, yeah.
0: Yeah. God, there's some really awesome stuff coming up in these coming issues. I wish I could tell you about them, but you're going to, yeah. you're going to really like there's as they get closer and closer to their goal and we see um, we see everyone getting closer to to uh, Therma's world, it's, mm. it's, uh, and it's really fun. and the, the artists are killing it. Kelly and Nicole are doing some great, great work. Um, it's even when the landscape changes and we see places that we haven't seen in the film yet, yeah, or in the comics up till now, it all still looks like Froud's vision, you know, and that's that was always an important thing. And it's, it's really exciting to, to work with artists who, who get that so much, you know, like they just, it's so clear what the vision is that they're going for and they're, they're just nailing it. It's, it's really fun.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really good. I mean, I really been enjoying, um, uh, yeah, the story with the power of the dark crystal. So I'm very, very excited to see, um, to read the rest of, um, of the series. So, um, I guess I'll just wrap it up. Uh, like, so thank you so much, Philip, for, uh, chatting, on trial by stone and and how can fans uh find more about your work
0: oh well i've, I've got a website it's philip with two l's kennedy johnson.com um i'm on twitter at philipkjohnson.com i'm on facebook with my full name um i have a tumblr account i should really check on more often uh <laughs> and uh yeah that's me i'm also you know playing with the army field band i play trumpet with the army field band all the time and we're regularly on tour with uh, throughout the continental U.S. Um, yeah, feel free to reach out to me. Let me know what you think of the books or what you'd like to see more of.
1: Absolutely, yeah. All right, cool. Thank you so much, Philip.
0: Thank you so much, Philip. Thanks for having me.
1: You've already taken too long, Delfling. Hurry!
0: At last, the crystal
1: calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle. crystal! That's all the time I have for this month's Trial by Stone. If you'd like to contact the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. To find us on Facebook, you can do so at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. We're also on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. You can tweet at us at darkcrystalpod. The podcast is now on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast, you can check out some of the rewards that we'll have on offer for anyone that can pledge to the podcast. It'll be greatly appreciated. Also, if you get a chance to review the show, whether on iTunes or Facebook, that'll be fantastic as well, as that'll boost the rankings. Thank you all so much, and come back next month for more Trial by Stone.